the cannabis industry is evolving at a radical pace, progressing toward the green peak. Each week, join Richard Zwicky, a cannabis visionary and entrepreneur, as he interviews experts from around the globe to discuss updates and evolutions in the world of cannabis. Let's make that climb together up the, the green, green peak. peak with your host, Richard Zwicky. Hi, everybody. I'm Richard Zwicky on The Green Peak. And joining us today, we have Daniel uh, Debozzi, who is with a group out of Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, the group is actually representing CanCoin, which is a cannabis token on the blockchain. And uh, Daniel has a long background in the space. And crypto is really a uh, very valuable area for the international trade of uh, medical cannabis and products relating to it, which helps unlock a lot of the market friction and monetization issues. And I want to talk about that in depth today. Daniel, welcome aboard. Hi, thank you so much. So Daniel, tell us a bit about how you got involved in crypto and where you see crypto being a solution for the cannabis industry. Yeah, yeah. so I started to basically entering crypto head on after I quit my job of 10 years in November. I used to run uh, one of Europe's largest and most fastest growing equity crowdfunding portals, which I uh, um, we launched and took it all the way to the stock market. Um, I've been fascinated uh, about crypto since I first discovered Bitcoin and then eventually the ICO industry in 2017 and 18. Um, and, and for me, crypto is a huge emancipator, a democratizer, and also the evolution of those technical tools we now have, which are not good enough, the, the financial technology tools. And then in addition, I've been looking at the cannabis sector for quite a while in Sweden. There's quite a lot of people who have invested in stock listed mm -hmm. cannabis companies like Aurora or other Canadian companies. So right. I was fascinated by both industries. And I realized that both industries have major issues. The crypto industry needs to be Popularize it, it needs to be brought down from nerd level, engineer level to people level. You need to show a use base rather the technology. And in cannabis, in, in the cannabis industry, we need to lift that and make it more technologically savvy and more advanced, and then eventually also lead to helping the legislator push legislation. So I was thinking quite a lot, and I, I realized that this could be a perfect storm. You know, uh, the cannabis industry is fast growing, a huge legalization wave is happening. The crypto industry is fast growing, but needs to be more populized. If we do this properly with the right people, the right setup, the right timing, this could be a perfect storm scenario. And I think that's that's where we are right now. Well, it absolutely can. And I know, you know, I'm a big believer in crypto as a solution for the cannabis industry. I was, you know, I've been involved in the industry for a few years and dealing with a lot of the international issues over the last couple. Um, one of the big problems is just moving capital cash around. So, you know, as a, from my example, I had built a company in uh, Colombia, but we were a Canadian company mm. and transferring funds down to Colombia for things as simple as payroll yeah. um, was a nightmare because yeah. of the U S uh, dollar conversion. Because even yeah. if you're converting from Canadian to um you know, to the Colombian uh, currency, you're running yeah. into problems where if it goes through a U.S. bank, which is so much of a FX, yeah. it gets halted or stuck. Yeah, and which is, which is not like it's neither optimal, but neither it's it, it sound like you know a, a, exactly. a bank putting a bank putting blockages on certain industries just because they have an opinion about it. You know, that's that's you know nagging in the in the edges of democracy, right? At the end of the day. 
if it's legal, it's legal. If it's not legal, it's not legal. You can't have opinions. And suddenly the That's banks right. become the big gatekeepers. And I, this is not, uh, this is contraproductive. The thing is that um, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you don't allow an industry to thrive, if you don't give an industry tools, what happens? Uh-huh. Well, it's either going to be a bunch of crazy people, cowboys taking advantage, or uh-huh. people will use loopholes. Um, well, exactly. Day, and that right. creates more problems. 100%, right. 100%. And that's something that everybody knows. And I think from, from the European perspective right now, the, the, the American legislation wave is not about tapping into the, the uh, wallets of people so making sure that they pay for your product. It's more like, oh, this is interesting. Look, legislators suddenly can follow the industry. The criminalization decreases. Tax revenues increases. You create a slowly and steadily a, a maturing industry. And I saw the same in equity crowdfunding. When we started in 2010, everybody <laughs> said, this is illegal. You can't do this, right? Right. Uh, but I read the, r- the rules and the laws, and I was like, look, this is not only legal. It's actually positive. I, can, I think I can do this. And so th- sometimes you just need fresh eyes and somebody who's crazy enough to say, we can fix this. And then eventually, if you do it properly, and if you don't pay into legislation, le- legislator into a corner, eventually... Uh, you know, uh, generations shift, people's mindset shifts, and 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 if if it's not a us against them, black or white type of thing, slowly progress is is being made. Then, of course, you can increase progress by helping legislators or just but doing it as the rest of the world does it. But at the same time, keeping the crypto legis- legacy and the crypto mentality and the possibilities of it. Exactly. And, you know, I mean, I think people underestimate when they, you know, they hear crypto and they don't really, most people don't understand how it works. And they, you know, people who are involved or not involved heavily in the cannabis industry also, they don't have a lot of visibility into the requirements from an international perspective. And, you know, from an international perspective, it effectively is, um, you're using a blockchain um, process to track the product from the moment the plant is created, either it's seeded or it's cloned all the way through delivery to the customer. And a token, which assigns, you know, solves the monetary problem is incredibly valuable and is almost a necessary pair that is missing in today's marketplace. 100%. And look, there's been people who have minted Kana coins, 420 coins, dope coin. Those are kids, right? It's kids who have a great idea. Minting a coin is not rock and science. Creating a use case, creating some business, creating an industry, that's hard. Look, the Kana coin... We and a lot of people in the crypto industry and a lot of people in the, in the financial tech, in the fintech industry, believe that uh, the, the currencies that we have now, the dollar for the entire U.S. market, the Europe for the entire European market, it makes sense, but it's not good enough. You want vertical coins, right? You don't want horizontal one, one coin fits all. Uh, a lot of people believe in the future that if you are in real estate, you will use your real estate coin because if you are in an industry, you're helping an industry, you should be benefiting by that, that currency for that industry. So... Our bet here is, of course, first of all, we, we do strongly believe that we can fix certain issues. We also mm-hmm. do believe that the entire cannabis industry globally will eventually adopt its own currency. We hope and we think it's going to be ours. Then um, uh, uh, you have the value increase, right? If you if you are in an industry and you make sure that you can have can coins growing for you, because it, it, the interesting thing about crypto is that you can add layers of gamification, NFTs and such, meaning that if you have one can coin, that could grow into two can coins, Why, while a dollar can never grow into another dollar if you don't 
uh, risk it, right? So That's there's right. a lot of elements which I like about crypto, but my job is to make, you know, to, I wouldn't say dumb it down, but not let taking take it down from nerd level, engineer level to a use case level. Um, I did that in the in the crowdfunding industry. You know, I took down the extremely complex field of fundraising and mm-hmm. building companies, and I created a, a, a people people movement. Me and and, and our peers, of course, uh, and our, our our partners. But eventually, we made the entire funding industry popular, transparent, and effective. And that's something that we believe we can do here too. It's not if you can show that the industry is maturing with its own currency, with traceability tools, with more and more people jumping on the uh, traceability uh, tools, slowly that would lead to a better legislation and working with politicians rather than against them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, transparency is a really interesting aspect to it where, you know, a lot of people think, well, crypto just gives you the chance to do things without anybody observing. But reality is, a token, uh, something, you know, a, a good crypto, really it is about transparency. It's yeah. just about removing the, the friction yeah. so that you don't have to deal with many of the issues. You can just yeah. get on with it and do business. Yeah. Look, the idea that you have legally uh, illegal cannabis in the US, for instance, and people are sitting with apartments full of cash because banks can't accept it you know that's that's absurd right of course i understand anti-money laundering and know your mm-hmm. customer and terrorism financing. i do understand it but there's millions of institutions globally who are working in cash heavy or um digital payment heavy industries and they are not helping terrorism or 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 others and just as an fyi a lot of people so you have to read it between the lines sometimes because a lot of people are saying that crypto is a uh, you know, it's it's for le- illegal businesses and it helps terrorism. And that's true, right? Up until a certain point. In 2019, 2.6% of the crypto industry was used for illegal transactions. To right. 2020, it was 0.8%, which sounds a lot, right? It is a lot. Mm-hmm. But you know how much the dollar, the euro, or the yen, or others were used? How much percentage of that were used for le- illegal transactions? Exactly. So much, no, so much more, right? right? Yeah. yeah, 6%, right? Which is almost three or four times the same numbers. But you never hear anybody saying, let's, let's, let's kill the dollar because it's used for illegal transactions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so the lobby of, you know, the, the financial lobby is extremely strong and they don't like change. Nobody likes change besides the people who want to change. Um, you know, uh, when, when Apple came with their, their computers and phones, not everybody embraced them. And, you know, when, the, when Edison invented the, the light bulb, not, you know, the candle makers were panicky, right? Um, so that's, that's the same thing we're seeing here. You know, it's going to be a bit of an uphill battle. But, but what's, what's good is that the cannabis industry is really, really embracing this. They're really welcoming mm-hmm. us. The cannabis the industry has an incredible need, right? Yeah. But let's come back to it. We have to take a short break. Um, but we'll be back in a moment with uh, Daniel Debozzi with uh, CanCoin. I'm Richard Zwicky on The Green Peak. The Green Peak will climb back into your podcast player after we play some messages from our sponsors. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. 
Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Climbing our way up, up, up to the Cannabis Summit of Success. Cannabis Radio is back with more of the Green Peak. And we're back on the Green Peak with uh, Daniel Debozzi with uh, CanCoin. And Daniel, before the break, we're talking a bit about transparency and, you know, the U.S. dollar being used so heavily in, you know, in euros and everything else already in black markets. And people think crypto facilitates it, but it's really not as heavily used as other as what are considered legitimate currencies. Now, you know, as... One of the big blocks in the uh, the cannabis industry and where Bitcoin and not Bitcoin, um, cryptos really come into play um, is in transparency and removing mistrust, but getting solving problems around financial, the movement of financial resources. One of the big barriers today for anybody dealing internationally is still the US and the banking issues. And people talk about the Safe Banking Act coming into effect. And that'll solve all the problems, but realistically, it doesn't, and it doesn't happen overnight. How do you see it evolving over the next couple of years with regards to the traditional currencies and a crypto emerging side by side? Very, very good question. So, so obviously, uh, from my perspective, I'm heavy into fintech. I see financial uh, startups solving a lot of issues, and and now I'm I'm in love with crypto. And 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 all, over a ten year perspective. There are very little doubters seeing value in this. Short term, it's going to be a high volatility game. You know, the, the crypto industry surged like 30, 40% in the last two weeks. And we see huge, huge numbers. And I think we are, um, you know, the pivotal point was reached like two years ago, meaning this is too big to be stopped. There's not a single government who can stop this. They can they can create some hiccup for a while if the Chinese government coughs or if Biden comes with a new tax. But mm-hmm. it's here. And it's not something... Strange. At, 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 when you look at it from my perspective, I see it's just mimicking the current setup, but making it a lot better and really looking at the customer rather than at the gatekeepers. If you look at the banking system, it doesn't really take three days to transact money between Sweden and the US. Exactly. The days are kept, you know, it, the banks are turning my cash, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the fees the banks are making are, a nice interest on that float, no, right? Of course, of course. But I can give you an example, right? I have a, I have a crypto Visa card and I have another Visa card to be connected to my bank. The crypto mm-hmm. Visa card, I'm spending money on it and the money is growing while my, my regular Visa card money is just depleting based on my uh, the purchases. And, and I think for me, you know, I'm 44. I've been, I've been working with shares and the financial market since I was 16. I'm right. mind-blowing seeing money grow or, or money being used. And it's a 24-7 global industry where the banking industry is not 24-7 and not uh-huh. global at all. And it, it should be, right? It doesn't really make sense for it not to be anymore. So I think what I'm seeing is a lot of things. So first, I think we, we're seeing the second wave coming now, which means that more and more normal people are coming to the game, not only the connoisseurs or the cowboys or the risk takers or the nerds. Right. And then more and more people understand the use case of the technology. So for me to explain crypto right now, I say, look, this is like Internet 96. The, the technology is there. Some people have started to use it. Some people understand it. But no one, and I say truly no one understands where crypto will be in 20 years, as nobody could guess where Internet would become in 1996, you know, nobody could imagine Absolutely. that Jeff Bezos would be the richest man in the world, or, or um, uh, if you look at the t- Forbes top 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 twenty, uh, the everybody is in tech. There's only one mm-hmm. person wealthy, which is the 
you know, the Louis, Louis Vuitton guy. But mm-hmm. so what I'm seeing on a 10-year perspective is a new financial set of tools. We're going to see a lot more vertical coins, you know, cannabis coins, industry tokens, you know, car tokens, whatever, based on industry. And we're going to see a lot more acceptance. But we're also going to see a lot more rules and legislation that you need to follow because the game is really not rigged. It's, it's, it's there, but it's rule heavy. No, uh, and, and, and the crypto industry needs to come to closer to the rule heaviness. And I don't think crypto will um, replace the traditional financial industry, but it will definitely take a healthy chunk out of it. And it will force the traditional finance industry to grow up. It and, will. Yeah. It, it absolutely does. And it also gives the, you know, the people who are transacting a greater degree of certainty because they know they're receiving when they do a yeah. transaction, even if it's a forward-looking one that's going to be delivered three or six months out. You know, as, yeah. as in this industry, if you're doing a grow um, for a, for a customer, you're looking at that kind of timeline um, from a delivery perspective, no less than four months and probably closer to six. Yeah. Um, and you want to know what you're getting at the end of the day, and yeah. you know. Uh, a, something like this really gives them the chance to have that certainty. A hundred percent. No, I totally agree with you. And I think any transaction online, look, look at e-commerce, right? E-commerce in the late 1990s, you had a lot of brilliant companies doing internet online e-commerce, right? But had, they had three major hurdles. One, the technology was too slow. The payment gate was not, were not good enough. Nobody really trusted the system, right? You, yeah, I didn't trust in 1990 to give somebody my credit card. Now it's mm-hmm. And the same with crypto and the cannabis industry. Right now, you have the same things. Like the, it's hard to pay, it's difficult to pay, and nobody trusts each other. And, and those who solve that for the industry, uh, they become huge. Like for me, I don't look. I, I of course I'm pro leg- legislation, legalization of cannabis. That's but it's not my driver. My driver is to create good technical solution for an extremely interesting and fast growing industry. Yes. If, if at the same time I can help politicians and the industry. Uh, I will gladly do that, and I would gladly take a position and say this industry should be legalized because it doesn't really make sense to have it illegal. Look uh-huh. at alcohol, for instance. Right, alcohol will never would never be approved if it was an, a, a new invention, right? And and yeah. um, and and the benefits of alcohol are very few compared to the benefits of medicinal marijuana or recreational marijuana, right? Uh-huh. So, so obviously, we, we're going to see a lot of interesting change in the next ten years, but. I, as everything in life, it's take it's going to take time. As Unfortunately, said, it's, it's, yes. It's five, six months or one year or two years. It doesn't really matter. If change happened, then then it's worth waiting for it. Yeah. So, you know, Daniel, when we look at this, the various aspects, you know, what do you think it would take to make um, a crypto um, and block a blockchain-based system tied into to it, um, a really sustainable financial system that the financial institution could. Yeah. So, um, like, what does it take to bridge that gap? Well, it takes it takes uh, time. It takes good people doing, and, 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 and you know, I, I hope we get a hundred competitors, uh, good competitors. You, you need good companies trying to do actual change. You need mm-hmm. to see a uh, you need to see at the end of the rainbow. And 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 what I like right now, and why I mean it's a perfect storm, is that. There's certain movements in the right direction, obviously in the U.S., but also a lot of other countries. And then you have, of course, soft enforcements like in Spain, for instance, or France, where it's not legal, but it's not enforced anymore. So, so what it takes, I think, is you know elbow grease, time, 
and, and an actual will to do something better. Uh, not so many people like change, but once change has happened, a lot of people love that, right? Look, yeah. I, was, I was extremely slow at onboarding. Look, nobody likes change, software. but everybody likes having electric lights in the exactly. house. Exactly. That's exactly it. Like, <laughs> right. I was, I was it's pretty last, simple. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was one of the last friends in my friend group to have uh, mobile phones. But, you know, once I had it, I realized it was awesome, right? Absolutely. Um, so change, change is slow. Change is slow, but eventually it happens. And then when it's happening, it's 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 really it's 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 almost impossible to turn back time. No, it is. And you know, I think everybody gets discovers the value of it and yeah. uh, moves forward. It's an amazing thing to see that transformation. We and I think a, another thing that another thing yeah. that changes, I think you know, people's people's awe or respect of crypto, right? If you look at electricity or the internet, I don't really know how they work. I, I understand it, but I could never re, re, rebuild it, right? So I can still use electricity in the internet. And the same with crypto. A lot of people think that you need to understand the entire mechanisms of crypto and everything surrounding it. No, you don't. You need to find a good use case, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, go over the, the, the pretty high entry barriers. And once you're in, it's not super complex. So you know, it, it's the same as people don't, it's the same as a gold standard, right? Yeah. You have yeah. an ounce of gold, an ounce of gold has a certain value. A crypto is, and it goes up and down, right? It's not... one year, and any different than next. It's always different. And look at it. Same, right? Yeah, I'm getting so excited. You're sort of interrupted. I feel almost rude. But you were saying the gold standard. There's no gold standard anymore. There's no currency globally who's connected to gold anymore. Exactly. Trust, Trust is the commodity we all are running. Uh-huh. Trust is a commodity. The US dollar is based on trust. The euro is based on trust. The can coin is based on trust. The commodities or the underlying gold standards, you know, it's been, I think, in the 60s. Maybe. Well, it's based on trust, but it's also based on the number of people using it yeah. on a consistent basis yeah. because that creates the demand for the currency, be it, you know, people need the currency to buy things, to sell things, whatever. It's the activity and the shortage or um, you know, the supply, oversupply or undersupply, relatively speaking to the demand, that's this there and gives the transaction, the crypto or the currency value. Crypto's the same. If it's heavily, if a particular one gets heavily used, it's going to have more value per coin. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. And, and that's it. And the thing is that, yes, you, so if you look at the Canon coin, right, what we expect is first, a lot of more coins when they're minted, they tend to surge because they're interesting. There's a scarcity level and a lot of people are buying new coins because what if the, it, it's, what if it's next Ethereum, Dogecoin or Bitcoin, right? Mm-hmm. Bitcoin, Doge and Ethereum were also uh, bad coins at the beginning. So that's, you know, one thing. But the other one is obviously from our perspective, we need to deliver on our promises and, and you know, we need to deliver on tech. And we need to have, you know, as you say, we need to hit critical point, pivotal point where we have enough users, enough people onboarded. As of now, thousands of people have signed up to use the can coin. How many will you do that in reality? We'll see, right? But time <laughs> solves many issues. And, and but, but you are 100% right, is that trust alone, it doesn't, doesn't matter. You need also to back it up with certain elements. Yeah. On that, we're going to talk about those elements after this next break. Um, we do have to take a quick break, but we'll be back with uh, Daniel Debozzi with uh, CanCoin. I'm Richard Zwicky on The Green Peak. We'll be back in a moment. The Green Peak will climb back into your podcast player after we play some messages from our sponsors. Dazed and Infused. 
Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. Climbing our way up, up, up to the Cannabis Summit of Success. Cannabis Radio is back with more of the Green Peak. And we're back on the Green Peak with Daniel Debozzi, um with CanCoin. And, you know, Daniel, we've been talking a lot about the various aspects of crypto and trust and everything with regards to it and mistrust um, as well. But tell me about CanCoin itself. It's, some, it's upcoming as a uh, sale and it's coming up as a launch. Um, when is it happening? What's what's the plan? Yeah, so we've been hard, we've been working quite hard behind the scenes uh, ever since early this year, and we aim to mint in roughly a week from now, and then we're gonna list it. We're gonna list it on KingSwap, and then we're gonna list it on PancakeSwap, and then uh, BitMart. So um, listing a coin is something that happens fairly fast uh, after you mint it, but it's not like a stock listing or a share price that. Uh, as soon as you list it, you, you have trading. You need to create a lot of uh, crypto-esque type of, of methods, you know, pairing it, creating liquidity pools or such. But basically, uh, after the 22nd, uh, a lot of people can buy it in real time from KingSwap or, 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 or PancakeSwap. Um, up until in the last three weeks, we've done pre-sales. Pre-sale uh, pre one was generous compared to pre-sale four. We are in pre-sale four. So it's still cheaper to buy the num compared to the aimed minting price. Um, so we are creating huge communities, Telegram, Instagram, Facebook. Sorry, Facebook. how does somebody buy it pre, pre-launch now? Yeah, so pre-launch right now is just go to the cancoin.com. And then okay. there, there are uh, tools where you sign up your name and then you get instructions on where to transfer to what wallet. But uh, a lot of people can wait out, uh, until after the 22nd when we launch a new uh, okay. website and when the coin is actually live. And then I would, I would assume that early September or end of August, the coin can be seen on coin market cap. You can see the trading volume, the price, et cetera. Okay. Makes sense. No, that's yeah. excellent. And the and can coin that's coming is going to be the, the page where you can find all information, all the swaps where it's listed, et cetera. Perfect. And, you know, as people are learning about the currencies and, you know, the cryptocurrencies and the like, will the CanCoin site also educate the users about how uh, crypto in the cannabis market can help and what it's going to do. Yes. So our aim of, is, so let's put it like this. We have realized that one of our largest jobs here is to educate people, mm -hmm. educate people on, the, on, on the cannabis industry and now, uh, the legal cannabis industry and also educating people on crypto. Uh, we do believe that let's say 70, 80% of the users of the CanCoin will be people from the cannabis industry who perhaps are not as crypto savvy as crypto people. So right. our job is to educate people, make sure that the entry levels are uh, understandable. So um, it's going to take time, as mentioned, but uh, eventually we hope that, you know, that hundreds of thousands of people will use a can with not only people in the industry, but also people who are uh, buying things in the industry. But eventually, no, it, nobody stops anybody for having the can coin as uh, altcoin, almost like a Dogecoin or a Shiba coin or 
Cardano, right? So we, we believe that some people will use the currency as a currency, as a cryptocurrency for hodling and hoping that it, it, become, it becomes the next Bitcoin. But a lot of people will definitely use this on, a, on an everyday basis for transactions. Then, then out of the money we're raising now in the issuing of the tokens, 30% will always going to be allocated to tech development. So the more money we raise, the faster we will de deliver on at least those six pain points that we have identified. But the first pain point we're going to focus on, which we, we think helps legislation also, is the traceability of medical marijuana uh, yeah. all the way up to the, to the patient receiving it. I think that's an important uh, part of the industry that's lacking. And, and I definitely think politicians will um, embrace that. And I so think so, because as it gets visibility, they will. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, that's, you know, that's really fascinating on, on the whole. Now, as we, you know, and we do have to head off to another break in a moment, but where do you see the, you know, the politicians, their biggest thing is always going to be trust. And yep. they're being told, you know, and a lot of them are still old school where they're afraid. How do you see them solving that trust issue in the near term? Yeah, so they will, ne they will never trust you alone, right? So they will right. trust data. Data is uh, something that you can't uh, uh, ignore. They will mm -hmm. trust tech because tech is something also that it runs by itself. And then, of course, uh, uh, it's a generational shift. If you look at any government employee or financial supervisor uh, or politician, they have high risk, meaning that if they, if they make one mistake, they are out, so the entire career is over, and they really don't have any bonus system or whatever if they want to take risks. So the entire industry of legislative politicians and, and similar are comprised by careful people who hire careful people, right? So you need to speak to them in their language. So um, I, I, for instance, I lobbied and worked quite a lot to make sure that the EU eventually changed uh, the, the rules for fundraising so equity crowdfunding could become uh, used in the EU. And eventually it happened. So it happens by you know allowing dialogue, uh, showing data, showing transparency, and doing it without really taking sides. Like we're not going to take polit the politician sides, but rather the candidate side. We're going to take the side of tech. And, and tech is such a great emancipator and tool for democracy because anybody can use it and everybody is equal in front of tech. So obviously I'm, 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 I love tech because I come from the fintech uh, part, but that's, what, that's a major step. The other one is good examples. If you show good examples, eventually legislators will follow the good examples. What you do Daniel, we're at the end of the time for uh, allotted for today, but this is an amazing topic, which really uh, is worth the second show immediately thereafter. So what we're going to do is come back for everybody again next week uh, with Daniel Debozzi. And I'm Richard Zwicky on the Green Peak. We're going to be back with more on crypto with you in another week. Daniel, thank you so much for joining us today. We've got a lot more to unpack in part two. Thank you, guys. Thank you. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.